Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Three to one and a chance to blow it open. Southern Miss leading it over James Madison in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Game two of the day in Montgomery. Reese Ewing is batting with the bases loaded following a uh, walk to Christopher Sargent. So uh, Southern Miss with a two-run lead. Low-scoring game today in uh, in their first game. Tanner Hall was the starter. Six innings so far. Uh, just another ho-hum Tanner Hall day. Two hits, one run, unearned. Five strikeouts, no walks. He's thrown 69 pitches through six innings. Pretty nice. good. All right. I mean, I, I thought you were going to go. I was hey, going to try to avoid it. I, you know, I wanted to stay away today. I didn't want to do that. I'm the new man. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't go that far. Uh, welcome back to the Tuesday edition. Nope, 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 nope. Check that. Wednesday edition of Sports Talk Mississippi. I love how he said welcome back to the uh, the Tuesday ah. edition, by the way. He's out, too. And, nah, and he's oh well. out. What a start. Uh, just rocking and rolling. It's electric. Um, I mean, electric. It does not get any better than <laughs> welcome this. Welcome back. We just started. I know, right? We just started the show, <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome back. We haven't Tuesday. even had a commercial yet. I mean, we are literally one minute and 55 seconds into the show. Welcome back. Goodness gracious! Well, I mean, technically, we are terrific show lined up because we we ended yesterday. yesterday. We did, and we We do have people that listen every day. I I don't know that we'll ever have a twenty-four hour uh, radiothon uh, with this show. Can you imagine? Man, I imagine the the takes we'd give in like hour ten. I brought that idea up before. You you want to really do like a fun thing for charity? Well, it would be fun for a little while, as long if. If for 24 hours the mics were always on, that the commercial break, so the, somebody they just had hear to, vacuuming at like three in the morning. No, no, you you, you always had on. somebody here for 24 full hours, and and you you had to read the commercials, yeah, do everything, oh. a full broadcast for 24 consecutive hours. What kind of I'm, money I'm gonna, that I, I, I volunteer for the three to five a.m. Oh, you, uh, I'm going full. Uh, uh, what's the name of that show? Coast, coast to coast. coast, yeah. I'm I'm going full conspiracy theory, and, and I'm having aliens. There he is, and yeah, I'm, I'm going full with that. Like, did you, you know, see that Bigfoot and 
All that good stuff. What was it? That, was it a retired Navy pilot that said he would love to reveal the classified? Uh, what well, he actually witnessed a orb above. I think it was Afghanistan or Iraq years ago when he was active duty, and he was the pilot that observed this orb flying over the Middle East, non-military, but flying over a war zone. And he said he would love to reveal what he knows about that, but he doesn't want to spend the rest of his life in prison. Well. Hey, what's the uh, topic of conversation here? Uh, That we're welcome back on a Tuesday. If we ever had to do a... Yeah, you started off by saying welcome back when we were 48 seconds into the show. And so we made fun of you a little bit. And then we talked about how we did take a 24-hour break. And then we talked about maybe doing a 24-hour radiothon of this show. Mm. And and I I would like to be on 3 to 5 a.m. Yeah, so the rest of the sentence was welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Good to be with you on this Wednesday. Although I think before it cut out, I said Tuesday. Oh, wait, nope, nope, nope. It's Wednesday, not Tuesday. Sorry, my bad. It's Wednesday, yes. Yes. Uh, we're coming to you. You guys didn't do any ad reads or anything like that? Thanks. Thanks for being useful. All yours. Pearl well, River we we did make fun of you, though. Yeah. That's what's important. Yeah. Figured as much. Like, my mic goes away, and I watch you two start giggling, and it's like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> we get excited. Oh, me. Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Great golf weather this week. Low 80s. Um, different parts of the state have gotten a little bit of rain, and uh, so the conditions are just absolutely spectacular right now. Whether it's the Oaks or the Azaleas, you can make your tee time online at dancingrabbitgolf.com. You will absolutely enjoy the experience. Ceasefire text line is open at 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business backed by world-class it professionals who live where you do right here in ceasefire country well southern miss got that big hit they hey. it six to one now in the bottom of Oof. the sixth inning still batting it appears yes um was my mic on when i mentioned tanner hall's pitching performance yes yes yeah Oh, yeah. Just because really you good. were upset with us for, for not acknowledging the pitch number. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't upset. I just expect the sophomore humor from you guys. It's okay. Yeah. Especially for Try right to now. be mature every now and then. Yeah. yeah well. Sometimes. I've got some uh, clips, sometimes. though. You can't just point the finger. Me? That's true. Okay. Remember, remember true. what they used to say. You guys may not have ever heard somebody say this, but we used to have teachers say, "If you're ever, if you're pointing the finger, it means you have four fingers pointing back at you." But like, who points? Who who points like like this? I mean, how do you get four fingers to point back at you? You don't, you don't get the it's, thumb. You know, the thumb can't go it's back. Usually, the other, three the other it's ones pointing speaking. back at you. Three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, three. We got in trouble yeah. because uh, finally. Nah. Uh, Mark was his name. Actually, Mark has, has passed. May he rest in peace. But uh, reminded uh, the the teacher that, uh, hey, you're dumb. There's only three fingers pointing back at us. And the entire class laughed, and we all got in trouble. Yeah. Wait, did he actually say you're dumb? <laughs> he did. And That's no good. You can't say that. Well, then he was dumb. I mean, you you got to approach that in a different way. It's got to be like, um, ma- ma'am... Actually, I think it's only three pointing back at you. Three. It's kind of hard to point your thumb backwards. 
Like, you can do that. You can't be like, hey, teacher, you're dumb. You know why? uh, You can't do that. It's all about the presentation. Joe Moorhead would say, uh, Joe Moorhead would say, point the thumb, not the finger. Oh, yeah, he was a big point, me, not Point you yourself. Don't, don't. That's right. It was my fault, not yours. I'll yeah. fix it. Mm. 24 hours of Sports Talk Mississippi? Or or just Super Talk programming For in charity. general. I mean, look, the only issue is the FCC, but, buddy, we could have some fun. If we were allowed to... You know, consume at the FCC. We the, can all keep it clean. If we, uh, hey, you know, is it illegal to to consume and broadcast? Consume oh, what? Oh, uh, oh. You know, depending on bra- depending the, on what doctor you water? have, or yeah. or just, you know, some bourbon, maybe a beer or two or seven. And, and yeah, I don't think we can do that live on air. Yeah, I don't no, think that that is not in and of itself. Illegal. The issue is what might come of you, out of your mouth after consuming. Okay, ah, but as long as we keep good. that filter, we I could. Mean, Joe Buck has admitted admitted that he drinks bourbon before every football game now, or at least before most games. Hmm. Just got to loosen up a little bit right before the game. I mean, not Take like the edge off. Yeah, not like seven. Yeah, I wonder how many he had before he called Randy Moss's fake mooning the most disgusting thing he's ever seen on a football field. Now that one, he was drunk. <laughs> it's like, Joe, a quarterback's leg snapped in half on a football field. In half. And Randy Moss's fake mooning is the most... Come on, Joe. I like Joe see... Buck. That wasn't his best. Yeah. Did, did you guys see that folks in Memphis were really worried about John Morant? Not because of... Well, I mean, I guess it's all related... He's been suspended from all team activities, and, and so folks in Memphis are concerned about him not being on the floor and being part of that team. But sent some kind of cryptic Instagram messages and then followed it up with a post that said bye. Yeah. And they did a welfare check on him in his home. And the public information officer for Shelby County, uh, the Shelby County Sheriff's Office confirmed that officers had gone to the home on Wednesday morning to check on him, and he's fine. But that's worrisome when your behavior off the court has gotten to the point where there are a lot of people that believe you need to be checked on based on an Instagram message because they're worried about what you might have done to yourself. Yeah. It's a bad place for one of the brightest young stars, or what was one of the brightest young stars in the NBA. And maybe he can recapture that. Maybe. But it feels like it is going the wrong direction and fast for John Morant. Sports Talk Mississippi just getting started with you on this. uh, Why am I having so much trouble with what day it is? It's like we've gotten into summer. We don't have the routine of kids and school my wife and kids are out of town. It's just you like Groundhog not. Day for me right now. So, yeah, here we are. I know. Your kids are still in school. Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. Southern Miss leading over James Madison and Texas A&M leading over Arkansas in the SEC tournament. We'll be right back with you oh. after this.
South. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. some people on the interwebs that are having fun with Lane Kiffin. Looked like Lane Kiffin was having fun himself over the weekend. Where, where do we go? We go to this to uh, Outkick for this story. Yeah, so pictures have been floating around for a while, but the video of Lane Kiffin pretending to shred a guitar in a poison shirt was uh, exclusively sent to Trey Wallace at Outkick. So. That's where I saw it. Hmm. I saw them getting ready for the party on Sunday afternoon, I believe it was, uh, on the golf course. Um, There were lots of delivery trucks that were bringing in various items you need for a party, I suppose. And there looked like there was a catering van that was out there. And I heard a sound check uh, kind of easing its way through the uh, the trees and making its way around the uh, the golf course on Sunday afternoon. So can confirm they were preparing for a party. That's as far as I can go. So so tell me more. Um, so the article actually had some serious stuff that I think we need to talk about. More quotes, more Auburn, but different angle this time. Uh, but it was centered around the fact that he was – Changed clothes three times during this party, and (laughs) that's what he said. And there's two different pictures, and he's wearing two different sets of clothes. So, you know, what? 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 I I don't know. But the the premise was (laughs) essentially that Lane Kiffin of old may not have done that, and that he decided to grab a guitar and play with a cover band. Again, play is being. Very loosely used there. Um, rocking a poison shirt and, and doing it because his daughter asked. And then they spun that into one of the main reasons why he was contemplating going to Auburn. He chose not to. Was because his daughter asked him not to. That she built a life in Mississippi, specifically in Oxford. She built a friend group. This is all in the article, by the way. I'm not revealing family information that was not said publicly. I feel like that would be inappropriate otherwise, but she built a a friend group and built a life in Oxford and is going to Ole Miss with that group and didn't want that to get blown up and asked her dad not to, and we said, okay, I'm not going to Auburn. believe that. And in previous articles, he's mentioned other things as well, so that's worth noting because I got to – at least one text from an angry Ole Miss fan. Why would he say that it was just because of his daughter? And I was like, well, did you read the other ones? Because that's that's not all. That's just the premise of this one. It's different. But that was the catalyst, at least according to this. Look, you can kind of believe whatever you want to about Lane Kiffin. You, you can believe that he is who he was a decade ago when he was running around in Tuscaloosa and the Joey Freshwater stuff started, you can you just kind of believe whatever you want to about him. I don't think he cares 
generally speaking, what people believe. But I will tell you that he's a different guy than he was when he got to Oxford. He has changed his lifestyle habits. He has absolutely changed his exercise habits. And if you don't believe that, just look at the pictures. Go look at the picture from him on the sideline at the Outback Bowl at the end of his first season and look at a recent picture from him, and you can tell that he has changed his his exercise habits. Yeah, like, that poison T-shirt would not fit on Outback Bowl Lane Kiffin. No. No shot. I feel him. I feel that. I feel he, he has changed his spiritual habits as well. And that can be, you know, interesting to you or not interesting to you. I, I understand that that doesn't matter to a lot of people. And there are a lot of people that are quick to say, well, you can't talk about being a Christian or having a spiritual life and then say things or do it. Whatever. Everybody's flawed, right? And we're all works in progress to some degree. But that's different than it was when he got to Oxford three years ago. Lane Kiffin is a different person than he was. Still a good football coach, still a great offensive mind. Still thinks a lot of stuff in college football is dumb. Still probably prefers the ocean in Southern California to the hills of North Mississippi. I think those things are true. Doesn't mean he likes it or doesn't like it here or anything else. But the family piece is, I mean, you, you got to realize, this is a guy that lived away from his children for the better part of six years, seven years. Not to say that he didn't see them, and he didn't go back and forth to the West Coast, and they didn't come to him some. But what, his oldest daughter's graduating high school right now, and how long has he been at Ole Miss? Start of his fourth year. This will be year four. And there were two years at FAU before that. Three years at FAU. Three? He was there for three. All right, so that's seven. So you go back to, I mean, basically a decade in between being with his kids on a full-time basis and now. And I don't know if it's all that far-fetched to say his daughter living with him is kind of after not having that for a decade, maybe it's really changed his perspective. You would think. I would think. Again, everybody's unique and everybody's situation is different and whatever. And like, like, I mean, what you said a second ago, people were, why did he say that that was the only, who cares? Doesn't matter. It's his reason. It doesn't have to be your reason. But that's also not the only one that was given. It, it, the, the, those people, and I don't know how many there are. I, I know there's at least one because he texted me earlier. But that, that he also said to ESPN that Auburn is not the same as it was or, or the discrepancy between Auburn and Ole Miss is not the same as it was 10 years ago. And so if it was 10 years ago, nobody could have told him you're not going. He's still going. So that that's still part of the equation also. Remember he leaked to Chris Lowe about the NIL situation? Ole Miss tra- changed that rather dramatically. So it's that's not the only reason. But I feel like if, you, as a parent, you are making decisions for the benefit of your children, and you're look, or, or if you see somebody making a decision for the benefit of their children, and you're looking at that negatively, that's a you problem. That's not the decision-maker's problem. Yeah. 
And the other thing that I would say is don't get too wrapped up in the reasons that Lane Kiffin has chosen to stay at Ole Miss, if you're an Ole Miss fan as well. Because that could change in nine months. Or, or not even, yeah, nine months, seven months. I mean, if, if Ole Miss has a successful year and there's a really big college job that comes available that offers him a ridiculous amount of money that might be an easier spot to win, he'll go through it all over again. As much as, I mean, like how many times have we said, Borky, you, you've, you've said it a million times, I mean, he needs to have an offseason that's not like the last couple of offseasons that he's had if he's going to get the Ole Miss fan base back on board. And I think just about everybody agrees with that. But let's say that this Ole Miss team is, is pretty good, somewhere between 8-4 and four and 10-2. and two. And whether it's Texas A&M or whatever, I mean, you, you pick the job. If a big-time traditional power college football program is interested in Lane Kiffin or an NFL team is interested in Lane Kiffin, then unfortunately you'll have to go through the same process all over again next year. I think it depends on who. If it's an NFL team, I don't know. I'm sure there are some. Every Ole Miss fan I know would be totally like, yeah, I get it. It's the NFL. It's better. Totally. I think part of the issue last year was the way it was handled. That's an issue. It's got to be handled better when it happens again. But also, it was Auburn. You know what I mean? It being Auburn really uh, bothered people. Because Ole Miss has closed the gap with Auburn. Or Auburn has fallen back to Ole Miss, whichever whichever one you want to describe. Financially, recent success even. The, the, the gap between those two, and you can loop Mississippi State in as well. I, I don't think Auburn's this far and away better program than than Ole Miss anymore. The, the results bear that out. The, the, the play on the field, the recent history, college football playoff era tells you that there's really not that much of a difference anymore. That's what bothered people so bad, I think. How it was handled, but also that it was Auburn. Like, really, Auburn? You're doing this for Auburn? Yeah. Do it for Texas. You can get Texas. You can get the Carolina Panthers. But Auburn? Uh. And we'll see. Look, I mean, the bottom line is because of what Ole Miss has done for Lane Kiffin in, in, in terms of salary and assistance and support and whatever else he's asked for and NIL and all those things, the number of places that are even a possibility has gotten really, really small. Yeah. But we'll see. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. More coming up after this. Mm, From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Supertalk Mississippi. Welcome back, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalk.tv. 
So I was doing the uh, Home Alone Quiet House thing last night, and I was lying on the couch watching Auburn and Missouri. And Tom Hart and Chris Burke were doing the game. And I'm not sure that this is what his employers would necessarily want him to do, but Tom Hart, in about the third inning, (laughs) they're talking about other stuff. And he goes, hey, Berkey, have you seen Air yet? And he's like, oh, is that the new Michael Jordan documentary? He's like, yeah. He's like, I have not seen it yet. I'm going to watch it. He's like, is it good? And and Tom's like, it's great. I'm sitting there going, forgot that was out. That just came out this week. What did I do? Hit the home button on the remote. (laughs) I thought it was Netflix, so I went there first. Then I realized it was Prime Video, so I scrolled over to Prime Video and watched the entire documentary and then flipped back and caught like the eighth and ninth inning of that uh, that game last night. So the game kind of slow moving. So Tom pulled uh, Charles Barkley when Barkley, at halftime of an NBA on TNT game, says, these first-round games stink, y'all should watch hockey instead which, of course, was airing on ESPN. (laughs) It was fantastic. It's almost like when you put Matt Damon and Ben Affleck together. And if you don't know anything, it's it's the story of Sonny Vaccaro and the chase of Michael Jordan and, and the Jordan family. And... The cast is just fantastic. It's um, Matt Damon playing Sonny Vaccaro, Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight, Viola Davis playing Michael Jordan's mother, Dolores Jordan, um, Jason, is it Sudeikis? Is that how you say his last name? Yes. Yes. Uh, he, he plays the... Uh, what? You're thinking of... Ted Lasso, though. That's Jason Sudeikis. I'm sorry, that's not... Uh, yeah, Jason I'm Bateman. Ozark. Jason Bateman playing the marketing executive at uh, at Nike. It was really, really good. Highly recommend it. So if you have an Amazon Prime account, even if you're not somebody that streams, then you have access to Prime Video for free. Well, I mean, it's not free. I mean, you're paying for Prime, but you, you get it. You've got access to, to Prime Video. Highly recommend AIR. A-I-R. Good stuff. Hey, Dad, are you going to watch that? Does that, does that interest you? Um, I might check that out, yeah. I don't feel like that just, like, grabs you and, like, oh, yeah, i got to do that tonight. Oh, really? Okay. Well, all right. Good conversation. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I won't be doing it tonight. I'm not okay. worried about that. I got you. I'll I watch got, it, I too. Got... I already got my TV plans for tonight. Uh, AEW? That's correct. Oh, look at me. You are such a player. You you are you and Brett Norsworthy are the two biggest planners in in life that I know. Well, I mean, it's just it's on every Wednesday. That's I know that's what I'm watching on Wednesdays. And I'll be late watching it. I'll have to start it late because I got my Why is show. that? And then I have my show, and then uh, I got Robbie and I couldn't get together in the afternoon, so I got to record the podcast after my show. So it'll be probably close to eight when I get home. So are you recording the early part of it, and then you'll like join it, in, or are you just going to join in progress? AEW. Oh, oh, I'm recording it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
So you won't join in progress. That's you right. will sit down and go to the beginning of it and then, you know, watch it. Well, you don't want to miss anything. This is pay-per-view week. You know, Sunday's the pay-per-view. i got to watch this the go-home show. i got to watch all that. What does pay-per-view cost? Uh, 50 bucks. Ooh. Is there a party for this? I usually split that with I, I'm, I, I need to check with everybody, see if they, some folks want to get together. Okay. And that actually shocks me that you haven't done that. I keep forgetting to, to do it. I, I, I mean to do it, and I, I, it just keeps slipping my mind. Well, don't worry. It's only Tuesday, so. Yeah. It's, yeah. I got, <laughs> I got four more days. Jeez. Do you, write, right do you have a planner where you write things down, or do you just remember everything? You know, it's kind of funny. That I used to get in trouble at the old job in the in the pizza days because they they bought us those things daytimers. Do you remember those when you had mm-hmm. to write stuff down and and I never used it, never. Like boss would come in, but let me see your daytimer and look and just bl- empty pages. He's like, you're supposed to be using this. We got these for you for a reason. So, but now, no, I still don't do that. No, I didn't know if like you. you I thought you said it's funny. Like you, when they gave you one, you didn't use it. But now that you no, don't it's funny get that one, you, you think do use you it. think I'm like this super detailed planner, and I, I keep stuff in my head, but I don't have like like just the other day, uh, you 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 did a, a read for a remote. I forget mm-hmm. which remote it was, but you did a read for it, and I texted our friend Alex, and I was like, "There's a remote on this day." She was like, "Yeah, it's on the calendar," and I was like, "Serious question: What's the calendar?" <laughs> She's like, we have this calendar. That's all the, you should have. This I was like, never seen it in my life. Well, it's because so she you sent don't me read the calendar. And I, no, I read emails. I don't know, but I did not. I I didn't read. I didn't have this calendar, and so now I have the calendar, and I know when remotes in, are coming up. In in the weekly update where Will East sends us all the things that are going on at, at Super Talk, there's a line in there that says. You should have access to the uh, the Microsoft calendar with all the remotes on it, and if you don't, you can just click right here, and it takes you to the calendar. Oh, I don't read Will East's email. Oh, okay. Waste <laughs> of my time. In that case, uh, in that case, let's just continue to. This is not piling on, but I, I told you earlier today, and I've said to you before. I think you might be the single most interesting case study for a psychology student of, of anyone I have ever met in my life. This morning... I was hoping this would be the most interesting man in the world. I was going to stay thirsty, my friends. So, so here's here's Brian Haydad. Uh, this morning, we we were doing our call. Uh, had uh, I guess FaceTime is what we use. Had that up. And I was driving to get breakfast. And I asked you guys, I was like, should I go to Waffle House or, or BBB? And Michael Borky's response was, you should eat an apple. That's right. I was like, I would like more than just an apple for breakfast if it's okay with you. I'm hungry. I didn't. I don't think I ate dinner last night. And he said, so have two. I was like, I I don't want an apple for breakfast. I like apples. I like apples just fine. To which, Brian, hey, Dad, you said. Well, no, you got to go a little further. That Borky says, you know what they say about apples. Right. They keep the doctor away. And sure. I said, I bet that's true because I have never had an apple and I go to the doctor all the time. And then I said, I, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You've never had an apple? Never. And you said, no. And and Borky, go, then Borky chimed in and he was like, wait, you've never had an apple? And you said, 
I don't like apples. You're like, I've had a bite. Oh, you said you didn't like apples. And Borky's like, well, how do you know you don't like them if you've never had an apple? Right. I've tried an apple, but when you say, have you had an apple, I think that means, is there anything left but the core? You ate the whole apple. So I've tried an apple, but I've never eaten an apple. Is this apples of any kind... I, I, the, I, the apples I have tried, I, I, I just bought an apple one time a few years back when I was trying to lose weight, and obviously that didn't work. But I said, maybe I should eat more fruit. I should have you know something I can snack on that's not as bad for me. So I bought a bunch of fruit, and I didn't like any of it. And apples were in there. Have you ever had baked apples? I don't like think where so, you man. like you you I mean I, really like really an simple apple to pie. fix like like no well, not even that like, like as a pie. side at dinner like you slice up an apple cut it into small bites yeah. put it in a jar yeah. or not a jar but a, a pan of some sort some cinnamon on it some butter on it and then you heat it yeah nah. nah those are I dope, like apple man. fritters go to the donuts place get an apple fritter I'll eat that not really the same thing. No, it's not good for you at all. Also, as I said in, the, in our discussion, we can include bananas and oranges in this. What, what? Like, what's not to like about these things? Is it the texture or the taste or the, the flavor? Well, banana is banana is taste and texture. That's bananas are disgusting. Um, orange, eh, just not a fan of the taste. Apple didn't like the taste. Do you drink apple juice didn't or like orange it. juice? No, no. I don't drink juice. You didn't play youth soccer? Where where Billy's uh, mom would bring the and orange slices? Would, I, I wouldn't have an orange slice. I just I just, you know, had whatever the I don't even remember what we drank back in the day, maybe canned Gatorade. Man. Hey. So no no fruit. No apples, nah, no, no bananas, no, no oranges. Very, I ask you about pineapple. A lot of berries. Like, we uh, need pineapples to pineapple's gross. This summer, especially when things really start to slow down in sports, we need to put an apple, mm-hmm. a banana, and we'll do the small orange, a little, uh, why, what do they why, call them, little why, cuties why, why or whatever, and yeah. get him to eat all three to completion. Why would I do such a thing? Content, baby. No, definitely not to completion. Yes, got to eat them all, all three. Not... What do I get out of it? Content. <laughs> I don't get anything from that. Yes, we Arkansas do. has taken the lead we, over Texas A&M in the bottom of the seventh inning, and we have a final from Montgomery, Alabama. We'll tell you about those and the fact that Hey Dad is still weird when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. Go ahead and do your thing, Tanner Hall. 7-1, to the final Southern Miss wins over James Madison in Game 1 for the Golden Eagles of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Nine innings, three hits, one unearned run, no walks, nine strikeouts. 102 pitches, 75 of them were strikes. And how many days rest does that make it before regional play begins? Uh, nine. So he did all that and then gets a ton of time off after. Worked out about as perfectly as Scott Berry could have asked it to go. Well, here's my question. 
if Southern Miss found itself in the championship game of the Sunbelt Conference Tournament, would you run Tanner Hall back out there? <clears throat> Maybe not for 102 pitches. I would see how the first couple innings went, and if it's tight, I might bring him in. Oh, so you'd be more likely to bring him in from the bullpen as opposed to a starter? I would. I just don't always see that working out. Well, I mean, as it's well just one as of those things like, where, like, obviously, if Tanner Hall is the starter, it's unlikely that you're going to fall behind like five, six, nothing early. But if you do, you can just be like, you know what, Tanner, we're good. Just, just sit there and rest. Don't worry about it. I just can't ever get David Price out of my mind. David Price, who had been so dominant at Vanderbilt, he comes in to pitch against Michigan in a regional final and got lit up. And then the flip side of that is I can't ever get out of my mind Drew Pomerantz and what he did in a regional final against Western Kentucky a few years ago for Ole Miss when he threw game one on a Friday and then came back on a Monday night and was as dominant as I've ever seen a pitcher who did that also? Eric Dubose. Oh, really? So when, yeah, that think, would have been like 90, that, That's an old... That, 97. I think that would have been the old Thursday... Thir, 97. The, the old Thursday start of the regional. But he threw a complete game on Thursday. That's back to the old six-team regionals. And then uh, was, was, he was planning to start on Sunday, and stay, they got rained out. And so they they got him an extra day of rest, but he came back on Monday and threw another complete game. It's a tough call because I think the Texter's right. I think they do have to win this tournament if they if they want to host. Anything short of that, probably not going to happen uh, with their RPI and who's in front of them. But is hosting really that important when you could risk? Yes. Well, then there's your answer. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. yes, it's that important. Because and here's the thing. If you throw him on Monday, now you got the cover to not throw him on Friday. Mm. You're like, yeah, we're giving sure. him an extra day, man. He he threw on Wednesday, he threw on Sunday. We didn't tax him on Sunday. We got, you know, sixty pitches out of him on Sunday in the championship game of the conference tournament. We earned the right to host playing a four seed. We're throwing somebody else on Friday to get Tanner Hall an extra day of rest. That's Bubba and Starkville. He says USM has to win the tournament to host. You may see him again. Maybe. Yeah, that's a good point. That's then, the way you put it there is a good idea, Richard, that if by getting to host and being able to play a four seed, you can very well let him sit till till Saturday. I, I and even if you don't, message. if for whatever reason you lose the game, and let's say they send you to Baton Rouge, you've got your best bullet possibly against Paul Skeens, but if they throw Skeens in game one, then you feel really good. About a potential and matchup. Another thing to consider is there. if you host, you might get re- you might get lucky. You might get a Saturday, Sunday, Monday uh, regional. They don't do those anymore. They all start on Friday. They don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, they all start on Friday with a possible Monday finish. <laughs> yeah, it's been out of postseason baseball for so long. I haven't kept up. You know how long Mississippi State's been out of postseason play? The last time Two Mississippi years. State played in the postseason, people still drank Bud Light. And it was a Saturday, Sunday, Monday regional, too. No, when? 
The Notre Dame Super Regional was Saturday, Sunday, oh, Monday. Oh, Super Regional. Super Regional. Yeah, yeah. Super they, Regional. Yeah, yes. you're right. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad, dude. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was all, Super all, Regional. Yeah. All the regionals start on Friday and because there's a possible Monday game, and then they stagger the starts right, of the right. Supers either Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So, there we go. Now we're all on the same page. So I just want to make a Bud Light joke. Borky brought that to my attention earlier. Yeah, they're, uh, they're giving it away right now. Quite literally, right? Literally. Tell me more. Certain retailers, if you scan a QR code, they will reimburse you the entire cost of the case. Mm. I mean, that feels like a good deal. Except for the fact that they just got your information also. Uh-huh. Wow. Got, got to click a Everybody has your information. Everybody's got your information as it is. You have a no, quarter card. Guess what? They have your information. Yeah. Oh, oh they're yeah. tracking me. You got an iPhone on you. Yeah. The the text I was going to say a second ago that I agreed with was you either start him or you don't pitch him. I, I I really I really do agree with that. I mean, either Tanner Hall starts on Sunday for me if I need him to, or I'm just going with he's not pitching. Because if if I think he can pitch for me, then I want to go out and get three or four innings. And if I would rather hold him to see how it goes, then that means I don't feel a hundred percent about running him out there. So we're just we're good. That's just me though. We'll be back. Ryan Brown from uh, the next round will join us. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Four o'clock hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us. Let's go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Uh, Farm Bureau, our buddy Ryan Brown joins us from the next round. Nextroundlive.com. You can go there and uh, you can listen to their show. You can check it out on a daily basis based in Alabama, but to cover the entire SEC. Ryan, what's up, man? Richard, I'm doing pretty good. How are you today? Good. Always appreciate a few minutes of your time. This is normally the uh, the time of year where I would give you a hard time about you guys not caring about SEC baseball and the SEC baseball tournament. But we find ourselves in Mississippi this week, not in uh, in your neck of the woods in Hoover. You know what's funny? Uh, when we started the interview, I literally was thinking, I wonder if Richard's calling me from over at the uh, Met. And then I thought, oh, yeah, no, he would not be at the Hoover map for any reason right now. No, not this year. We uh, we debated a bit, and we thought, okay, it really doesn't make sense for us to go to the baseball tournament this year with uh, both Ole Miss and Mississippi State at home. So, uh, yeah, not this year. Hopefully uh, we'll be back next season. Are, are people kind of locked in because both Alabama and Auburn are playing really good baseball right now? Well, they are. I mean, nobody's hotter in the SEC than what Auburn is. They've been incredible over the last basically three series, last ten games or so, uh, just playing really, really good baseball, some of the best in the nation. And, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever know the depth of the story with Brad Bohannon. I don't know if we'll ever know the true Hollywood story, the whole thing. But, I mean, it's hard not to say that once they had a coach that wasn't working against them, this is actually a pretty good baseball team. Like, I don't know that that's it, if it's just coincidental timing, but it does make you wonder, was he actively trying to sabotage the team? I mean, there's, there's 
I, I mean, look, I'm not going to say there's nothing else that makes sense because other things do make sense, but it is certainly a viable conclusion that you could, you could jump to that Bravo Adam was trying to sabotage his own team. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Like, initially I would have told you, nah, I don't know, man. But, I mean, given the fact that we are now three and a half weeks or so removed from, from this story kind of breaking, and Brad Bohannon has not said anything publicly, Brad Bohannon's attorney has not said anything publicly, that just leads me to believe that, man, they are laying as low as they can possibly lay. Or lie. I mean, wouldn't yeah, wouldn't you think if this were just all a misunderstanding, if this were all just, hey, bad timing, if this were, it's not what it looks like. If you're his attorney, I mean, this is this guy's livelihood. This is his career. Trying to get in front of and, and, and be declaring his innocence. And like you said, you've heard absolutely nothing. I mean, it is, it is as quiet as it could possibly be. Yeah, it really is an incredible story. And, I mean, I've talked to people, and I guess some of this reporting is out there. I mean, when when his name shows up on the caller ID and it's on footage at the sports book, and they have the, 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 the person who's taking the bet confirming what he's hearing in terms of audio because it's on speakerphone, I don't know what defense there is. It's, it yeah, really a, is yeah. a crazy story. Yeah, I mean, your only defense would be, hey, one-time deal, screwed up, never again. But, again, I mean, if that were even the case, if I'm his attorney, I'm out there screaming that, and you're getting nothing. So it it is very odd, but, you know, the net effect is all of a sudden his old team is just playing really, really good baseball. And, I mean, you know, it can be dangerous trying to make 2-2 equal 4 sometimes, but, boy, 2-2 seems to equal 4 here. Yeah, it really does. Hey, I want to I want to hit quarterbacks at both Auburn and Alabama for a second. I know that's a, a big topic of conversation and is going to be throughout the summer for you guys. So you got Robbie Ashford at Auburn, and you know, kind of rocking along. You're like, well, I guess maybe it's going to be Robbie Ashford, and then Auburn finally, finally is able to get a transfer quarterback to say yes. Peyton Thorne coming in from Michigan State. Do you anticipate that Peyton Thorne is going to end up as the starter at Auburn? Does Robbie Ashford have a lead at this point? Where are we headed with the Auburn quarterback situation? Um, I do think it's going to be Peyton Thorne. I I just, you know, Robbie Ashford had a skill set that I think, you know, given time, Hugh Freeze could probably take advantage of. But I think Hugh Freeze looked at the, the, the entire roster, really, at Auburn, not just the quarterback room, but looked at the entire roster and had to think, man, this, this roster is not good. And it wasn't. And some of that, you know, a lot of people love just pinning all of that on Brian Harson. And certainly there is some, you know, uh, validity to that. And he's got a lot of blame in this. But Gus Malzahn does too. Gus Malzahn had not recruited hard. He had let that, uh, let that roster slip a little bit. So, you know, I think when you're, when you're, Hugh Freeze, and you look at it, you say, "Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta inject some life into this right away. I can't take on a project quarterback." So he hit the portal, and it's not as if Peyton Thorne, you know, I don't think anybody thinks he's coming in, you know, to be Joe Montana. But I think people think it's an obvious upgrade, especially in the passing game, over Robbie Ashford, who at very best was an inaccurate passer, really, really good with his legs, but just not a very accurate passer at all. Yeah. 
Ryan, I, I feel like the, the public message that Hugh Freeze has given over and over and over is we're better than we were when we started the spring, but I'm just being honest with you, we've got a long way to go. Is he trying to get Auburn fans to understand that this may take a little while? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think Auburn fans understand that, though. Uh, excuse me. Sorry, I had to call there. I think Auburn fans understand that. I mean, I don't think it really takes that big of a sales job because they were frustrated with Malzahn the last couple of years. Anybody that paid attention knows Malzahn didn't recruit well. And Brian Harson was about as unpopular an Auburn coach as you could find. So I think Auburn fans really, I don't know how hard Hugh Freeze has to sell that, because I think if you told Auburn fans right now seven or eight wins this year, I think they would say, hey, that is a huge step in the right direction. I'll take that, and, you know, we don't have to play a game. Sure, we'd love to beat Georgia or Alabama, but, you know, we you know, seven or eight wins, I get it. So you're not going to find Auburn fans in that in that position very much where they're willing to accept seven or eight wins. And I think that's where the fan base is right now. I think they understand it. They know enough football, and they've watched the recruiting, and they've watched the product to know that this is an uphill climb year one for Hugh Freeze. So in Tuscaloosa, I think you and I have talked about this. I don't know if I've said this to you specifically or not, but I, I talked to people a couple of years ago that said there are folks within that Alabama program who have been there for a while that think Ty Simpson – could very well be the best of all of these quarterbacks in this run of elite quarterback play. And it hasn't really developed that way yet, at least not to the point where he could generate any separation in spring. We saw Jalen Milrow. He's clearly limited in the passing game. And then they bring Tyler Buckner in, who is good quarterback. I don't know if we're talking great quarterback. What is – I mean – Obviously a competition, but regardless of which of those three play, is the offense going to look different this year significantly for Alabama? I mean, I think it will, yeah. I don't, I don't think you're going to get the same um, – I don't think you're going to get the same offense that you got under Bill O'Brien by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and, in fact, Alabama fans would be thrilled to hear that because they didn't really like the Bill O'Brien offense, which is weird. Because that offense won an SEC championship, played for a national championship, and then in the year it did not do that, it produced a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. So I think, you know, I mean, it, it, I think it strikes a lot of people as odd when you say Alabama fans are ready to move on from that. But the truth is, it was just an offense where Alabama fans, by and large, thought that, you know, there was a lot of throw a bunch of crap against the wall, see what sticks. And if you get in a whole lot of trouble, Bryce Young's good enough to bail you out. And frankly, that's what happened a lot is, is Alabama got in a lot of trouble. Bryce Young had to bail him out a lot. So I think Alabama fans are ready to move on from that. Now, I will say this on Simpson. I had heard Alabama was high on him. I had not heard it quite as high as you had that, you know, maybe the best in this run. But I do think they very much liked Ty Simpson and thought he was going to win that job. And I am a little bit surprised he has not at this point, to be honest with you. I'm surprised that. You know that that, that Tommy Reese and Nick Saban were even looking in the transfer portal because you don't need depth. You got you already had four guys in there. If somebody had really taken hold of that starting job, I, I, I don't think Tyler Buckner's ever in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, but when you bring Tyler Buckner in and his former offensive coordinator is now the offensive coordinator, that says to me that they expect him to be the starter, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard to think anything else, especially again when you had four quarterbacks, two freshmen a guy that's got a little bit of experience and a guy that seemed to be the heir apparent. 
and they're all in that room, you didn't need depth. I mean, I like if they had two quarterbacks, if it were just Milrow and Simpson, that was it, and they go out and get Buckner, I could see, okay, well, you know, you do need some depth. You can't get down to one scholarship quarterback on an injury. Um, but that was not the situation. I mean, you had four guys in there, four scholarship guys that you recruited to the position in there, and it just yeah. it doesn't make any sense other than you think you might need some help in that position. Nick Saban's going to love all the quarterback questions at Media Days in Nashville. That's going to be fun. Yep, he's already getting them. He got some at his tournament yesterday, and he's patiently answering them right now. Uh, we'll see if that carries over to uh, late July. Ryan, thanks for your time this afternoon. Always good to catch up. Look forward to seeing you soon. All right, boys. Y'all take care. Ryan Brown from the next round joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. We are back with you right after this. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station. Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort studios on this Wednesday afternoon. Pearl River Resort is the home of the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. You can visit them online at pearlriverresort.com to learn more. Ceasefire text line is always open to you 601 879 4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from Ceasefire Business. Check them out online at cspire.com slash business. Looking forward to Grumpy Saban. Oh, yeah. It's going to be no fun. Doubt. No doubt. There's a story that we didn't talk about last week. It was part of a Friday news dump. Hey, Dad, you and I were, uh, we, we referenced this, and we kind of raised our eyebrows, and then we both looked at each other and we went, ooh, scandal. And then you read, uh, we're talking about the the resignation, the abrupt and immediate resignation of Mike Bone as athletics director at Southern Cal. And then you read his statement, and it cited the growth of the USC Athletics Department in his tenure and thankful for the things that have gone well and ready to spend more time with his family and stepping down for health concerns to focus on, you know, all, all the stuff. You're like, oh. But still, the immediacy of this is odd. And then, late Friday night into Saturday morning, you get a story from the L.A. Times that included a statement from the USC president in which she did not reference any health issues, and she did reference an investigation by a law firm into some of the practices that were going on within the department. And then there's another layer to the story where you got folks at Cincinnati where he previously worked talked about inappropriate behavior. I mean, it didn't seem like overly scandalous, but like hugging women in the athletics department or putting his arm around women in the athletics department who were uncomfortable 
or making remarks that were considered to be inappropriate or uncomfortable. And we know that while there was a time in history, and not too distant history, where that would be acceptable and people wouldn't have an issue with that, that is not the time that we are currently in. In corporate America, in academia, that's just not where we are anymore. And so he was pushed out or told to resign or whatever. I mean, that's kind of what we're led to believe in all of this. But it leaves an opening at one of the most high-profile athletics departments in college athletics as they are making a transition away from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten with a high-profile football coach, a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback, just getting the news that Bronny James is coming to play in the basketball program, a basketball team that just made it to the NCAA tournament, a women's basketball team that's tri- – like there's a lot of good that's going on at Southern Cal Athletics after a pretty tumultuous decade for that department, and it seemed to stabilize under Mike Bone. So who's going to replace Mike Bone as the AD? Ross Bjork. Hold huh. that thought. Makes sense. Normally it's Haydad that's the punchline killer. This is what you do. You ask questions that aren't rhetorical, and then you get mad when someone answers them. Just just keep talking. There was a pregnant pause just to set it up. I was just going to read this to you from Pete uh, Stewie Mandel's mailbag at The Athletic, where he was asked about that position. He says his first call would be to AD Jennifer Cohen, Jen Cohen at Washington, who has a really good reputation. She would obviously bring West Coast familiarity. It's more important to have someone with Big Ten or SEC experience. There's Washington's Pat Chun, who spent 15 years at Ohio State. Texas A&M's Ross Bjork, who spent five years at UCLA, or Pittsburgh's Heather Like, who spent 15 years at Ohio State. I, I mean, what on earth? Who does he have pictures of? I mean, he's blackmailing people. Or his who's his agent? Is it Jimmy? Because everybody's agent's Jimmy Sexton. So is that his agent too? I don't know if he has an agent or not. There's got to be something that he's got, like a secret weapon in, in interview settings. And he just lays that card down, and he gets hired. I mean, is he is he threatening the the wife and children of the person interviewing him? I mean, well, what is it that keeps him falling upwards, going from what he did at Ole Miss and how that ended? And by the way, the stadium upgrade looks great. Good job rushing that one. And then he falls up to Texas A and M, and then gives Jimbo a contract extension after losing games in August with a $1.5 million a year raise attached to it. And then you fall up to Southern Cal with Lincoln Riley as your football coach currently. He's got to be threatening the families. Got to be. Yesterday was the anniversary of that decision to go to to, uh, Texas A&M. How do you know that? 
Uh, because it was on the, I, I tweeted last night that it was also the anniversary of that stupid baseball game between State and LSU at the SEC tournament where we talked about a little bit yesterday that went 17 innings. Uh, and it was the same day. Oh, good memory. So I was going through my old tweets, and I, hmm. I found that, and I, and I found that I had commented on Bjork going to uh, I, tell, tell a funny I story. pretty vividly remember that, uh, that night, actually, because... yeah. Frankly, there were some conversations going on about the future of the baseball program and Mike Bianco's future yes. and what Ross Bjork yes. might be thinking about that. And then all of a sudden, that came to a screeching halt with the yeah. leaked news that he was leaving Ole Miss to take the Texas A&M job. Wow. There was a lot of that, talk that's that That's got to be more than two years going... ago. No, it was 2019. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. four years ago. So. I remember. You, you just uh, said the anniversary texting. of. You didn't say the two. I thought you said the two year anniversary I did. of. Yeah, my no, bad. I didn't. Yeah, I just, I just remember. I'll, I guess I can say his name. Yeah, I remember texting Brian Scott Rippey. And I was like, I knew, I knew he was at a bar having a, having a beer with some friends. And I was like, you're gonna have to go to work. And he's like, why? I said Bjork just got the Texas A and M job, and he sent me back a one word response. I won't say that word on the air because that will get us in trouble with the FCC. You can guess it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when I walked in the hotel room at 5 in the morning, he was like, what? Yeah. It was, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. Borky, so so your question, why, how, why, what, I, I don't know, other than he has to be respected within the industry. Like the college sports why, administration, well, I mean, it makes me wonder if people are paying attention. And look, I, I don't dislike Ross Bjork. I, he and I had a fine relationship, and I see him now. We speak and cordial and, you know, make small talk that amounts to nothing and then both go on about our days. But it, it, is it because of the people who have worked under him that have gone on? Like he has a athletics administration tree? Does he? I, well, I, th- I think this texter actually has got it nailed. This is probably the most likely explanation that Ross has Jesus on tape committing a sin. Hmm. In a manner of speaking. Oh, man. It's crazy, though. I, I mean, good for him, I guess. But, I mean, ask any Ole Miss fan, are you better off? What is their answer? Clearly, no. Wait. What? Oh, I thought you meant better off him being gone. No, uh, yeah. Are are you better off? With, That's still yes. Yes. But now that Ross Bjork is gone, are you better off as a department? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Clearly. Yeah. Sure. Many Sorry. times over. I. That's going to be a funny clip, though. I might DM that to Keith. Hey, <laughs> Richard thinks this is you what, suck. Look what Richard thinks of you. <laughs> he also thought it was Tuesday. <laughs> maybe but, I just need to take the rest of the week off. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, yeah he's I, out. I mean, that guy goes to Texas mic. A&M, and every old Miss fan on the planet's like, oh, thank God. And then you see the job that Keith Carter's doing, and it's like, really? Like, yes. Everything is going better than it did before. 
I, I still think it's Tuesday. No, I don't think that anymore. The the failure of leadership during the NCAA process, and, and look, maybe maybe Ross had to wear that because of direction that he was getting from his boss. I, I don't know. But at some point, you got to be a good enough persuader of people to tell your boss that the way we're doing this is a terrible idea. Get the friggin' wax out of your head. Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say, sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. Texas A&M and Arkansas are in the bottom of the 10th inning at the SEC tournament in Hoover. This has been a fun game. So A&M led it 4-1. to one. Arkansas took the lead on a grand slam to go ahead 5-4, to four. and then Texas A&M in the top of the ninth inning hit a solo home run to tie the game at 5, and that's where we stand now going to the bottom of the 10th inning. They just showed... A drone shot from outside the Hoover Met. And this is the time of year where Auburn and Alabama all of a sudden have baseball fans. It's the only time of the year, seemingly. But uh, when they get rolling in Hoover, their fans show up, and there are a gazillion Auburn fans that are lined up outside the stadium. And then you got Alabama coming up uh, in the, the late-night game as well. So it'll be kind of cool tonight over the uh, the night session with, uh, with those two teams and I mean, good luck for Hoover, right? I mean, big crowd yeah. even without Mississippi State or Ole Miss or LSU playing. That would be good. Do you think that with Butch having the success, the success that he's having, and the facility's nice enough. I've been once, and I thought, it's nice college baseball stadium. It's nice. We're spoiled here, but it's nice. And now a baseball-minded AD, do you think that Auburn's about to become a program in the SEC that starts... Uh, being looked at as on par as the aforementioned Ole Miss, Mississippi State, LSU, Arkansas, and so on? No, because the stadium will never be big enough. Like They're, they're doing $30 million in off-season renovations to Plainsman Park, and that'll be great. I was reading a story about this earlier in the week, and John Cohen said, you know, we've got to... We got to decide what we're doing, right? I mean, are, are we doing what's best for the fans? Are we doing what's best for the players? Are we trying to thread the needle and do what's best for both sides, and so that's what we're trying to do. I don't know what all of those renovations are going to be. I mean, $30 million, even in today's, you know, a dollar doesn't go as far as it used to, is still a lot of money, and it ought to be a pretty significant renovation. But that park only holds 4,000 people. I mean, if you go through and you look at their box scores, they sold out-of-season tickets yesterday, and it's like 4,097 is the attendance for every single game. But, yeah, I think it can grow. You know, can can it grow to the level of what we see in four other places in the West? Take a long time. Certainly we take a long time. By the way, it's Alabama that plays the first game. Alabama-Florida in the first game of the evening session and then Vandy-Auburn in the, uh, the night game. So, it'll be the Auburn fans that are there late. The Alabama fans rolling in right now. Um... 
Southern Miss won earlier today. They will play Troy tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock in Montgomery at the uh, the Sunbelt Tournament. So it's kind of what's happening on the uh, on the baseball front. Follow-up question to that. Is Auburn now the SEC leader in... Now let me rephrase that question. Who in the SEC has the best three coaches? Mm. All right, so Tennessee has a case, I think. Yeah, I mean, at Alabama, you're talking Saban, obviously, the the best to ever coach college football. They're out. The baseball gets them out. There's no point even talking about it. So so if if you don't have a third leg there, then you can't be? Maybe, yeah. So LSU, you're talking Brian Kelly. Yeah, the the new basketball coach. You, you can't do that yet yeah. with Matt McMahon there. So two out of three are really good. Yeah, you're going to disqual- uh, disqualify Arkansas because of Sam Pittman, aren't you? Yes, because Musselman and Van Horn are both really good, and Sam really Pittman's good, pretty average. But okay, not he's, bad, he's not okay. bad by any stretch. Right, but no. So so Auburn now you're talking Hugh Freeze, Bruce Pearl. Butch Thompson. It's pretty good. It's a good trio. Very good. He hadn't coached hey. a game at Ole Miss yet, but knowing his pedigree. Well, I, I was going to say, at Ole Miss, you're talking Lane Kiffin, Chris Beard, Mike Pienko. It's good. Most recent national champion. Guy that won, what, 30 games and a tournament game at Little Rock, then took Texas Tech to the national championship. And then Lane Kiffin, who, broken clock, Won 18 games over the last two years. Only Nick Saban and Kirby Smart have won more. So Tennessee, you're saying Josh Heupel, Tony Vitello, Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes, really good basketball coach. Teams tend to underachieve in the postseason. Josh Heupel on the ascent. Tony Vitello had the best team in college baseball last year, and they just lost in a Super Regional. And it Good, bad, or indifferent, it just happens. Yeah. Mingione's had a good year, but you can't put him on that top tier. But Stoops and Calipari is very good for Kentucky. Yeah. You're not going Drinkowitz, Beezer, and... uh... No, I'm not. Okay. Is Beezer their baseball coach? Yeah, Steve Beezer. I, I just learned his name. A&M, Jimbo, Buzz, and Schloss. Honestly, it's not a a bad one. That's that's, that's a good trio if you look at their resumes. But it's less good when you think you you remember that Jimbo's the football coach. Well, I'm just saying, though, that he does have a national title. He does. It's been a long time, but he has one. I don't think you're going to put Ray Tanner's crew there at the top of the list. No, God, no. Florida, Martin. no. Is Georgia going to make a change with uh, Scott Strickland? Probably. So they could, they could be in a couple weeks if Dan McDonald comes in. Ooh. Boys. That's scary. That's real at this point. I No, I understand yeah, that that's Georgia, real. That is scary. Him at Georgia would the, the do damage. That, 
the thing that Dan McDonald does better than anybody or than or does as well as anybody is recruit. And that's the place to me in the SEC that you ought to be able to bring in the best talent. It's because of what's available to you within that state. Yeah. And the scholarship yeah, money. He would, he would be a oh. big winner there. No question. No Goodness question. Gracious. Yeah, he would. Georgia and would be fast. smart to call him. Yeah. yeah they would. Oh, you're one. In the portal? Yeah, you're one. But he's Back also, in regional. they're paying Scott Strickland $650,000. He's making over a million well, a little Georgia's won two national titles in football. My guess is they got some change laying around. They could they could bump him up a little bit. Right. Yes, they do, but it's the same thing as Alabama. It's not like it's new that Georgia and Alabama have money. Right, they got to want to do it. they have chosen not to commit to the sport of baseball. It, it's been a conscious decision. Yeah, if Georgia decided, okay, we're, we're tired of being bad every spring, let's go get this guy. Yeah, that would be, that would be trouble. That would be trouble for Vitalo and... O'Sullivan and all those guys, and I, mean, I guess the East only has another year or so, but still. So, long story short, please no. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that the SEC needs another power in baseball. No, they can. I mean, look at what they do in football. That's not fair. You know, I'm a capitalist by nature, I believe in the free market. I also would like the sports gods to stop. Georgia from being good at something else. Like, they've already done enough with us with Alabama being good at basketball. That's not fair. Give it to somebody else. Let Georgia stink at the other stuff since they dominate in football so bad. Mike White's put together a pretty good recruiting class in the offseason. Of course. For basketball. You know, one thing that they've got an issue with is their their basketball arena is currently in a do-not-enter phase. Did you guys read that story? Like the roof of Stegman Coliseum no. is is crumbling a bit. It's like this. Andy Kennedy says, "What's the big deal? Get out there and coach." Well, the the difference is at the Tad Pad, it was a leak with some water on the floor. At Stegman, I don't know if you've ever been in that building or not, but it's like the world's biggest concrete waffle. That's what it looks like. Think about think about a waffle that yeah, is that is kind of arched and made of concrete. Mm-hmm. That's the okay. roof on the inside of Stegman Coliseum. So a little water dripping down versus a quarter of that waffle falling on your head that's made of concrete seems like not quite the same thing. That's bad. Ugh. Sports Talk Mississippi with you. Sports Talk is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Genteel is the official apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. You can check out their website, genteelapparel.com. Check out the uh, the new prints and the new stripes that they've got in the spring collection. Grab some swim trunks while you're there. Maybe try the shorts as well. You're going to love the way they look, and you're going to love the way that they feel. You enter your email address when you place your order online. You can get 10% off your first order. You can also find Genteel in men's clothing stores across the state of Mississippi, including Abraham's Indianola, the Willander in Brandon, Mile 363 in Natchez, and T. Sappington and Company in New Albany. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. We've got more coming up with you after the break.
Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Arkansas was trying to walk it off in the bottom of the 10th inning. They had second and third with one out. Tried a safety squeeze. Pitcher fielded it through to the plate, out at the plate for the second out of the inning. And the uh, Arkansas player, I think it was Grimes, I think. Um, looked like he came up with like a shoulder injury or something. So a little injury to insult there. And then I ground out to end the inning. And so we go to the 11th. I mean, even on a day where there's no rain, go ahead and get that schedule off. Well, hey, it's late May. Pop-up showers can come anytime. I, I, I think they're good. After, Any second now. After yesterday. Oh, hey, that's it. It could happen. It could happen. It could easily happen. Yeah. Tends to do that. Never doubt it. Come join the Premier Collegiate Woodbat League in the South as the Cotton States Baseball League is hosting its 15th season with games at BNA Bank Park. That's coming up in June and July. The deadline is passed for collegiate players to register, but uh, good news, you still got uh, time if you're a high school or a junior high player. The application deadline for those two age groups is June 2nd. The Cotton States Baseball League is affordably priced and features outstanding facilities, great coaches, and a great opportunity to compete and get reps during the summer, regardless of your age range, whether it's college, high school, or junior high. All games are at BNA Bank Park in New Albany. Centrally located to so many great players from the region, including prospects at every single level. Check the Cotton States League out on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media outlets. June 2nd, the deadline for high school and junior high players. Send your application in online at cottonstatesleague.com. So the ACC has made it official. They are going into the success revenue sharing plan. What do you think, guys? What do you think? You have success on the field, you get more of the postseason revenue. The media revenue stays the same for everybody. Going to laugh when Wake Forest starts making all that money. Hey, based on the last few years, their checks would have been Mm -hmm. big. Big, big, big. Will it be enough to satisfy the top, and will the bottom do anything about it? Because if you're Boston College, you already struggle to compete with Clemson. Already. It's basically impossible. And now you're telling me that I'm going to get less? And they're going to get more? So you're going to make it even harder for me to compete? What am I doing here? But then the follow-up question is, well, where can you go? What can you do about it? Shouldn't have signed your rights away for the next 17 years. But still, imagine that happening in the SEC. Imagine telling, you know, if, throw Vanderbilt aside for a second. Ole Miss and Mississippi State draw well. Uh, Ole Miss is in the top 20 in the last three years, I think, all under Kiffin in viewership per game. Mississippi State's not. They're, they're a little bit lower than that, but still. So Ole Miss, partially because of who they play, but it's not like it's a program that doesn't draw numbers. People watch Ole Miss play football. But they don't watch Ole Miss play football as much as Alabama and LSU and so on. So there is a discrepancy there. I think everybody would agree to that. Could you imagine we having this discussion, hey, 
remember how Georgia made that postseason run? They're going to get a bigger check than you. And what the reaction to that would be. There's already a gap, rather significant one. And the league just agreed to make it larger. Setting setting you back even further. So, so your larger question was, will it satisfy and what does the bottom do? Yeah. Well, the bottom does nothing. They have no choice. right? They need the league to stay together because even though their TV deal is not good in comparison to the SEC and to the Big Ten and is right now on par with the Big 12, but they're going to fall behind the Big 12 as well. Borky, I mentioned this last week. The the fact is UCF is going to make more money from its media deal with the Big 12 than Florida State is going to make from its media deal with the ACC. How sobering is that? So I don't think there's anything the bottom of the league can do. And, and, and we're talking about Wake Forest and Duke and Boston College and Syracuse and you know whomever else goes in that group. So your question, this is the real question, does it satisfy the top? Temporarily. It's something while they can tr- continue to try and figure out how to get out of it. And I guess something's better than nothing, but the second one of those schools, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia, Virginia Tech, maybe North Carolina, the second one of those schools has an opportunity to leave, to go to the SEC or the Big Ten, they're gone. So the answer of does it satisfy them, no, but it's better than nothing in the interim or what they think is the interim? The ACC Board of Directors announced today that it had endorsed a plan to install a success incentive initiative starting for the 24-25 academic year. We'll tell you more about that when we come back. We'll get to the college football fix as well, plus more in the 5 o'clock hour. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. South Mississippi, thanks for being with us this afternoon. Rolling into the 5 o'clock hour alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky. I'm Richard Cross. You can join the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business. It's backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. Check them out online at cspire.com slash business. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort studios. Pearl River Resort. So much happening as you uh, you get to uh, the summer months. 
Go to the events tab on the website, PearlRiverResorts.com, and scroll down. Coming up this Saturday, May the 27th, Sawyer Brown, live in concert at the Silver Star Convention Center. Tickets still available. You can buy them online at PearlRiverResorts.com and PearlRiverResort.com. Jeff Foxworthy, following Saturday, June 3rd at 8 o'clock. And then you've got uh, Fluffy Iglesias. Fluffy. That's coming up on July 1st. Hey, Dad, have you decided for sure if you're going to that? Uh, you going to see it? Fluffy? July 1st. July 1st. July 1st, is that what you said? Probably not. Okay. I think you would enjoy Fluffy. Wouldn't you? I probably would, yeah. I mean, he's a funny comedian. I've watched some of his shows on, on YouTube before. Well... If you wanted to watch him in person, you could do so at the Silver Star Convention Center on July 1st. And if you want to do that, you can as well. Tickets at PearlRiverResort.com. Let's college football fix it up. College football fix is driven by Ford. Whether you're looking for a truck, an SUV, or a, uh, a car or a crossover, They've got them for you at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. F-Series, number one selling trucks for 46 straight years. The Explorer, the Expedition, and, of course, the Ford Edge, all available at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. You can test drive one today. Anything else on the ACC situation or just kind of let that be? We just let it be. We did get this message, and it's an interesting, and we can move on from this after this, but it's a conundrum proposition. I don't know. But he said, more success, more money. Weren't you just pro-capitalism? Well, yes, I am. And I still am. I was just offering the perspectives of the lesser teams. But it depends on what you consider the product. What is the product? Is it Clemson football? Or is it ACC football? Because the New Orleans Saints are not the product. The NFL is the product. The Saints are part of that product, which is why they agreed to restrict their salary cap, for example. The NFL is the product. And they restrict every team's salary cap to try to make every team as competitive as humanly possible to have all 32 teams be good to make the most money. The NFL is the product. The Saints, the Dolphins, the Vikings, they're all just part of that piece. They're like characters on a TV show. On Ozark, it's Marty and Wendy. The Saints are Marty. The Bucks are Wendy. I don't know. But you get my point. So the ACC is now deciding that the ACC is not the product. Clemson's the product. And they're just benefiting from that. In the SEC... The league as a whole is their product. And they give everybody equal money because they want everybody to be good. Because Greg Sankey's not signing contracts for the benefit of Alabama, in theory. He's signing contracts for the benefit of all 14, soon-to-be 16 teams in his product. And and in truth, is this an... I'm not being flippant when I say, is it enough money? But is it really enough money to potentially upset the dynamic of everybody is equal within 
the confines of your conference? Probably not. I mean, I know, look, you go win a national championship in football and you have a team that makes a Final Four run in basketball. I mean, we're talking somewhere between an additional 5 and $10 million for your success on the field that would go to that individual team. But how often do you see a program that goes to the national championship game in football and goes beyond the Sweet 16 in basketball in the same year? So maybe it spreads out a little bit, right? I mean, maybe maybe North Carolina makes a Final Four run and they get compensated a little bit more, and maybe Clemson gets into the playoff or Florida State gets into the playoff and they get compensated a little bit more. But I don't think it's going to be for any one school like it's going to completely tip the scales. I mean, this is designed, theoretically, for, for Clemson and Florida State. What if they don't take advantage of it? What if it backfires, like Haydad said earlier, and Wake Forest gets the checks? I mean, they've got Steve Forbes as their basketball coach. He's doing a good job. What if they make a run in basketball? And what if Dave Clawson just keeps on winning in football? We're going to a 12-team playoff. Why not Wake Forest? They would have made it once in this era, right? Yeah. They would have. And so I just, I mean, is an extra couple of million here and an extra couple of million there for programs who have athletics departments that are somewhere between, what, 65 and 110 million, kind of across the ACC? North Carolina's might be a little bigger than that. Virginia's might be a little bit bigger. But, I mean, Ole Miss and Mississippi State both have larger budgets than the overwhelming majority of the ACC. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe, maybe an extra $5 million makes all the difference in the world. It can buy you a lot of stuff. It can get two and a half buy, no, Ole Miss defensive us, coordinators. It can buy us a lot of stuff. Can it buy a lot of stuff in college athletics? Depends on what you're lacking. Yeah. I mean... Th- or is it just to make a budget hole? Oh, maybe that. But, but maybe that's a big deal. Yeah. But I mean, my guess is Washington State could probably use an extra $5 million right now. Yeah. But, but Ole Miss doubled their recruiting budget, and it, it that didn't cost $5 million. It was less than that. But they literally doubled their recruiting budget. Yeah, support staff has grown. Without, it's interesting for sure. I, I'm just if if you're an old Miss or a State fan listening to this, be glad it's not happening to you. I think. Oh no doubt, no doubt. But to me, the bigger issue is the instability. Like like you want to be happy where you are. People make fun of the SEC for chanting. Hey, Dad, you even make fun of the SEC for SEC, SEC, SEC. But really, all 14 teams in the SEC are proud to be in the SEC. And I think that's part of what it is. It's not that you're cheering for Alabama. I don't know. We got a list. We've got a list. And this is a list that comes from someone who I think all three of us think does a pretty good job with his work. And that person is Bill Bender at the Sporting News. He has ranked the top 25 coaches in college football. I mean, that is the that is the creme de la creme of off-season content in college football. 
Top 25 coaches. We go on top to bottom or bottom to top? Borky, do you like this ranking list more than most? I do like it, although I think that the bottom of it will, in short order, be the top of it. There are there are some hangers on here that I think we give too much credit for. Okay, um, but anyway, we'll get into it. All right, the majority of this we'll get to after that. So let's start. Let's start at the top. You know the names that are going to be at the top: Nick Saban one, Kirby Smart two. Would you flip those? Had you made this list on your own? Uh, yeah, no. 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 I wouldn't. Not yet anyway, right? It's getting there. It's, it's getting there, and if you want to say they're 1A and 1B, I'll give you that. But but when a guy is the greatest of all time and is, what, three years removed from a national championship, and he's got six of them, I, I, no, I'm not ready to bump Nick Saban yet. But Kirby's... He's closing fast. If if you said which program would I rather have right now, I'd rather have Georgia Georgia's program than Alabama's program. But who's the best coach right now? It's still Nick Saban. At least for a little while longer. Debo Sweeney three. Begrudgingly, yes. Okay. I mean he's won yeah. double digit seasons for what, 12 yeah. years straight? And he's got two national championships two na- in the last decade. Two national titles, yeah. That's, that's good with. stuff. Jim Harbaugh at four. I'll let you think on that one during the break. We'll pick the list up here at number four with Jim Harbaugh when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert and the Super Talk Eagle Hour will both be broadcasting Friday from the Mississippi Armed Forces Museum at Camp Shelby in Hattiesburg. They're celebrating Memorial Day with the museum and the Mississippi National Guard officials. It's a special day, and Camp Shelby is a special place. So tune in Friday as we honor and remember Mississippians who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Also, the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We'll be in Montgomery, Alabama this week as the red-hot Southern Miss Golden Eagles look to keep things going in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. They won earlier today 7-1 to against James Madison. They will play Troy tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. You can listen to the Super Talk Eagle Hour on select Super Talk Mississippi stations at 1 o'clock and catch it anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. And... When we get finished tonight on Sports Talk Mississippi, you can stay tuned in right here for Thunder and Lightning on the radio with Brian Haydad. He will talk all things Mississippi State. Uh, what, what's the what, what's the topic tree tonight as you uh, you work through that show? I thought with it being the end of the athletic year now, you know, nothing's still going. 
that we we go back and maybe hand out some grades and then look ahead to next year and what we think can happen in all three of the the major sports. Okay. So that's coming up tonight, starting just after six o'clock on all of these same Super Talk Mississippi stations. Brian Haydad's Thunder and Lightning. So let's continue this list. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Top 25 coaches in college football right now. Saban 1, Smart 2, Sweeney 3, Jim Harbaugh at 4. Are we good with Jim Harbaugh this high? Yeah, I think so. Been I think in the playoffs Michigan is on the last verge. two years, been in the playoffs. Yeah, and I feel like you've still got to kind of factor in what he did at Stanford. I know there was the stop in the NFL in between, but his overall resume is really good. It was it was weird for a little while at Michigan, and there's been some flirtation with the NFL, but he's good. Borky Ryan Day at five. Is this this bothers you just a touch, doesn't it? It does. I think he's overrated at five. I mean, he's good. Top ten? Top ten, I guess. Coulda, shoulda, woulda beat Georgia last year. If Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't get hurt in that game, they probably beat Georgia, but we don't know. But how many coaches in college football could have Ooh. taken over the program Ooh. that he that he took over and produced the identical, if not better, results? Ohio State is not a difficult place to win, especially the state of the program in which he took over. It, it, it is in one of the most football-rich states in the country that only cares about Ohio State. The brand power, the history, the tradition, the, they've got everything. It is Georgia North. So yeah. how good of a job has he actually done? He has continued to recruit at a really high level. And they've won at a high level, but they have lost to Michigan the last two years. And the last guy that lost to Michigan on the regular got shown the door in John Cooper. But really, since John Cooper, Ohio State hasn't had much trouble with Jim Tressel, Urban Meyer, or Ryan Day beating Michigan. And that's been the norm. Until the last two years? Yeah. Brian Kelly at six. I, I mean, I I agree. See, he's a really good football coach. So he's been good everywhere he's been. The A and M loss was horrible last year. That aside, it was bad. stepping like, in and winning, inexplicable even, <laughs> just so bad. Yeah. But stepping in and winning the West in year one was a power statement. Yeah. Lincoln Riley at seven. Hard to argue with the success of especially his quarterbacks. Luke Fickle at eight. I like that. Did such a good job at Cincinnati. He took Cincinnati to the playoff, and they showed well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I'm really interested to see how it goes at Wisconsin with Luke Fickle. And I don't mean just this year. I mean, like... Over the next six years. Because mm-hmm. I think Luke Fickle's really good at his job. Um, Kyle Whittingham at Utah at number nine. Like that pick, too, underrated. I do, too. I, I, I think that's a, 
I feel like that's a guy in the top ten that not a lot of people would put on their list. But if you don't have him in the top ten, you're really probably not paying attention. Yeah. They've been good. Yeah, they have. And maybe it's just because he, he has no interest and, and his agent doesn't work the jobs and stuff. But how many big jobs have come open? And how many times has his name ever been mentioned for any of them? I, I, I don't remember him ever popping up on a hot board. Doesn't that sound nuts to you? He gets more out of what he has on an annual basis. And again, maybe his agent's like, no, don't call. We're good. But like when Florida comes open, or if if Florida comes open, or if Texas A and M comes open, will he be on either of their list? Probably not. It's crazy. There's some guys that just fit for the job they're in, and it feels like Kyle Whittingham fits at Utah. Like it just works. And then rounding out the top ten, Josh Heupel. Maybe a little early to be in the number 10 spot, but it sure feels like it's trending in the right direction. It does. All right, the next group, uh, Sonny Dykes at TCU at 11. Sure. Doesn't that feel like a little bit of a reaction to what they did last year? He's pretty good at SMU. I guess he was pretty good at Cal. Mac Brown at number 12. James Franklin at 13. Jimbo at 14. I actually don't have an issue with Jimbo there. Like, Jimbo in the top he 10. Does have a national Come on, title. man. But he does have a national championship. Yeah. yeah. Mike Gundy at 15. Mark Stoops at 16. Pat Narduzzi, 17. Chris Kleiman. At um, Kansas State at 18. Kirk Ferentz at 19. Is that one of the ones, Borky, where you feel like it's just hanging on? Yeah. But. I I know. if, If you go and you look at his record, for all the derision, for all the offense didn't do anything, if you look at what he has accomplished at Iowa, He's got 186 wins in his coaching career. He does. That's what makes it tough. It's just one of those things where where you you you, you overstay your welcome sometimes, and people forget all the good stuff that you've done. I, I guess since 2002, he's been at Iowa since 1999. Since 2002, in consecutive years, he won 11, 10, and 10. That was in 02, 03, 04. He won 11 and 09. He won 12 in 2015, 10 in 19, 10 in 21. And last year, what were they, 1 and 4 or 0 and 5 to start the year, something like that? And they finished 8 and 5. With the third or second worst offense in the sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always subjective, right? But if I were making a list like this, my, my mindset would be who do I want coaching my team today? If I had to hire a coach right now, who would I want to hire in in that order? If I was an athletic director, here's what my call list would be. And having Ferentz ahead of, forget Kiffin, who's next. Put 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 that stuff aside. So no, there, there's no homerism accusations. Kalen DeBoer. I would have I would call him ahead of Kirk Ferentz. 
Man, I, I get what you're saying, but that's not what Mike the, Norvell, Dan Lanning, I would have them ahead of Kirk Ferentz. I think those two guys right now, what they're doing right now at their jobs is more impressive than Kirk Ferentz in his billionth year I, at Iowa. I, I would just that's not what this list is, though. It's it's just who is the best coach based on their resume, not who is the best coach for my job that just came open. Kirk Ferentz is a terrible fit at almost every job in the country outside of Iowa. Probably be good at Wisconsin, maybe Nebraska. But, yeah, in the SEC, no. Wouldn't be a good fit at all. But I can't take. But his resume is what it is. It's, it's, it's good. Lane Kiffin at 20. P.J. Sure. Fleck at 21. Dave Doran, 22. Kalen DeBoer, 23. I think if you redo this list in five years, Kalen DeBoer will be top 15, okay. if not top yeah. 10. They might. Everybody's talking about USC out of the Pac-12 because of... Reigning Heisman wrong Trophy winner, wrong team, Washington. Yeah. Mike Norville at 24. in the top 22. Pretty impressive. <laughs> the Dave Doran joke never stops. And Dan Lanning, out, uh, he uh, rounds out the top 25. That's another, that's another riser Wolfinger. right there. Yeah. I think they're going to be good under him. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Say that again. Please say Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry, poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate. On Super Talk Mississippi. Market for a new or used vehicle, especially if it's a Ford or a Toyota. I'd love to remind you about my friends at Belk Ford and Oxford Toyota. They're located on Highway 6 West in Oxford, and they've got a lot full of vehicles right now. They have made it through the shortage of available vehicles. Bunch of F-150s out there right now. Got some Super Duties, got some Expeditions on the lot, a couple of Broncos that are out there right now. That's all on the news side. And then on the used car side of things, they got plenty of vehicles there for you, not to mention the Toyota lot that's just up the hill with new vehicles coming in on a daily basis. You can start your search online at BelkFord.net. BelkFord is a family company. They have been a toy, uh, uh, excuse me, a Ford dealership since the early 1960s, and uh, they added the Toyota dealership, uh, I don't know, 30 or 40 years ago as well, and continue to grow as Oxford has grown. They treat you like family when you walk through the door. Would love to help you with your next car purchase or lease, if that's what you're looking for. It's Belk Ford Oxford Toyota on Highway 6 West in Oxford. Tell the guys at Sports Talk Mississippi sent you. We're glad to have you along this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios about ten and a half minutes from Alabama and Florida, beginning their game at uh, the Hoover Met, and uh, then it's Auburn and Vanderbilt in the nightcap tonight. Has been a beautiful day. Now, Borky and Haydad told us earlier that hold your breath because a thunderstorm could pop up any moment at Hoover. We, we've seen that happen. Like you, you think it's going to be great, but it looks like it's going to be a gorgeous night for baseball. With uh, it, was, it was cold there last night. You looked in the stands, you had people like wrapped up in blankets and 
hoodies and sweatshirts on as well. I don't think they were ready for that in the uh, like in the fifties last night. Uh, but it looks like it's going to be a great night for uh, for baseball as well. It could stay like that forever if it wanted to. High of seventy six, low of fifty six. Yeah, that that could be every day forever, and I'd be I'd all right. It. I would take that absolutely. That that even got a smile out of Hey Dad. Big time. That's good app. That's good apple growing weather right here. <laughs> I've gotten five texts, by the way, people wondering if you were telling the truth about that. Like, the, like the, so the tone is, at me there's and no like, way that's I'm real. Sure, so some people have tweeted at me, and they're like, I'm sure your mom gave you. Okay, it doesn't count if my mom fed it to me when I was a baby. I didn't have any say in that argument. I'm telling you that from the time I could start picking what I wanted to eat, from the time I could start saying things like, I don't like that, I don't want that, I have not had an apple. Just I haven't. Yeah, those are people mom would getting into semantics that, that they just... Yeah. Like, you can't, you're a baby, you're, they put the food in front of you, it's eat or die. What are you going to do? What's your, what's the, the issue with bananas? No, the, the texture of a banana is absolutely disgusting, and they taste terrible, too. I kind of wanted to just eat mush. Hmm. Slimy? It's gross. Like, a banana that's overripe is a problem, no doubt. All bananas but, are a problem. Yeah. Just feel like a, like, I don't know, man. I think I really like the flavor of banana. You you put a banana in a smoothie, you eat a banana regular, Ooh, banana man. cream pie, now, banana bananas cake. come in smoothies all the time, and you don't know they're there. I've, I'm, I'm sure I've eaten that banana. Banana bread? I've had smoothies oh. before. Oh, you don't like banana bread either? No, God, no. Oh. I, my, people want to revoke my southern car because I don't like banana pudding. Because I don't like bananas. Yeah. I'll eat the pudding part of it. I'll eat the vanilla pudding part of it. But the banana part is no good. And you, and you went full on pudding too, not pudding. Yeah, pudding. pudding. Yeah, to remind everybody where he's pudding. from. Yeah, I'm from Vicksburg. Dang it! I'm Don't revoke that Southern card, show. he says. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're uh, you're right. You're you're right. Hey, let's go back to uh, Montgomery from earlier today. We talked about this. Southern Miss a seven to one winner over James Madison, and offensively, it was a two hit day for Matt Etzel. Two-hit day for Dustin Dickerson. Two-hit day for Danny Lynch. He continues to be on a tear. Reese Ewing had the big hit in the sixth inning, bottom of the sixth inning, where he drove in three runs. And that was all well and good. But the story of the day was Tanner Hall once again. He is now 12-3 and on the year. He did not give up an earned run in the game. Gave up one run total. It was unearned. Allowed three hits. He faced 31 batters and threw 102 pitches. And here's the crazy thing. You remember when we checked in on his line when Southern Miss was batting in the bottom of the sixth? He had thrown 69 pitches and had five strikeouts through the first six innings of the game. He threw 33 pitches in the last three innings, and that included four strikeouts. It's like he got stronger as the game went along. 
What an incredible... Uh, Borky asked me a question the other day, and, and I do not know the answer. I, I mean, I genuinely do not know the answer. What are Tanner Hall's pro prospects? You know, because you don't it, have to throw a hundred and two to to make it at that level. It it feels like that's kind of a misconception now. Is it, you'll watch a game and a guy will throw a hundred and oh, that's big league stuff. And it's like no, it's not. So that, that's not the the so make or break M- thing. MLB.com has a top. Uh, I don't I don't know how many how many deep it is, but this is their prospect rankings. Obviously, number one is Dylan Cruz. Number two is Paul Skeens. Tanner Hall's 101. So what does that spell itself out to? Like a third round pick? Like mid third round? Yeah. Early fourth, That's maybe. That's it's good money. And and look, I mean, it feels like major league baseball teams are are more major league organizations are more willing to take college players than they have ever been and earlier. Because they're developed and they're more mature. And Tanner Hall's not huge, but he's plenty big. He's 6'1", 186. He throws it from the right side, not the left side. I mean, if he was left-handed, good gracious, he'd be a first-round prospect. He goes 150 prospects deep, one each from State, Ole Miss, and Southern. I I just told you the Southern one. Ole Miss, Kemp Alderman? Jacob Gonzalez. Jacob, oh yeah, of course. uh, Number eight overall. And Colton Ledbetter is number 47 on this list. Mm. Who else does Mississippi State have that's going to get drafted? That's a good question. Um, Kellum Clark will probably get drafted. Got a lot of power potential there in today's MLB. That that goes a long way. Um, I would imagine he get drafted high enough that he would not come back for another year that he does have at Mississippi State. Um from the pitching perspective, I mean, Kate Smith may be a late round guy. Um, Hancock, I don't, I don't think so. Um, so, all right. Yeah, so let me throw this probably... at you: twenty rounds now. I mean, we, we've gotten mm-hmm. away from the fifty round major league baseball draft. So yeah. twenty rounds. They've shrunk the minor leagues. There are not as many spots. But let's say Cade Smith goes in the, I don't know, twelfth to fifteenth rounds. Yeah. Does he sign or does he come back? I mean, is this is this one of those I think, NIL cases? I, I I think Kate Smith is out of eligibility. I'm oh, is he? Sure. Is he done? Yeah, I believe so. Was he junior college I before he was so. at Mississippi State? No, he came from high school, but I, I'm pretty sure that he's got nothing left. Okay, we can double check that. Yeah, we can. And, and then for Ole Miss, in terms of draft prospects, you're talking Jacob Gonzalez. Kemp Alderman, Calvin Harris. Yeah. And then... That's going to do a lot for his stock this year. Is Calvin Cade Harris, Smith at Mississippi State's recorded stats in three seasons. According hmm. to the, according to the website I'm looking at right now. Is he listed as a junior? Right, well, then... He might have two years He's listed left. as a junior. Because he'd have, he'd have a COVID year the, and then another... The well, was he on the roster in 20? He was on the roster. If he was on the roster in 20, then he's got two years. Hey, I don't think he was. A, I didn't think he was a true freshman in, in 2021. I could be wrong. 
Yeah. Well, but but the larger question that I was asking is, I wonder if Cade Smith's one of those guys that would say, you know, I think I can improve my draft stock by coming back yeah. and pitching in the SEC another year and showing that I'm completely my- healthy and pitching a full season and I can get paid here and still have a leverage year remaining and, and try to kind of might push myself the, up. Uh, might depend on who the pitching coach is, if he likes that higher or not. Yeah, I guess that's possible, too. I mean, would you be shocked if somebody, if a, a major league franchise reached for Tanner Hall late second round? No. The production's there. You, you, he's a known commodity. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. We'll wrap it up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Be right back. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. How do you like that? I love it. On Super Talk Mississippi. And it never ceases to amaze me the things that that kind of grab our audience. Tim and Tupelo said an old apple in a boat compartment is a real science experience. Speaking from experience there. I'm sorry, science experiment. Speaking from experiment, I can't talk. Can't talk. This is the worst Tuesday show we've ever had. Yeah, if you're you're new to the audience and you weren't here at 3 o'clock, Richard welcomed you to the show on Tuesday. Welcomed you back to the show on Tuesday, on Tuesday, in our opening segment. And then his I was, immediately I, No, No, hold on now. Hold on. Yes, I had the day wrong. But the welcome back was not wrong. Not, I don't mean like back from the previous segment. It was like, hey, everybody, welcome back to Sports Talk Mississippi. On this, I meant to say Wednesday afternoon. And then the signal died altogether, and it was just left for you guys to say whatever you wanted to anyway. It was the most live radio start to the show ever. Yeah. Yeah. There were a few other, um, Tim and Tupelo says, eat an apple. That will fix your speech impediment, Richard. You won't have to go to a speech doctor. Perhaps. Keeps the doctor away. Yes. Yes, indeed. It's hard. As far as a snack goes and a healthy one, you cut up apples and... Little caramel dip? Oh, no, peanut butter. Get a big old spoon of peanut butter, put it in the middle of a bowl, and then line that bowl with apples and just... It's hard to beat that. That's the, sounds healthy. Why don't you go look and see what the actual serving size of peanut butter is? These well, days. after you've like that's like, like a, a post, teaspoon. It's like a post exercise. Oh, okay. Snack. If you're making the balance right. there. Do you guys eat peanut butter? A whole yeah. jar, like every two weeks. Yeah, love it. Do you eat real peanut butter? Yes. Like like no additives, no, no sugar, just ground up peanut butter. No. Yeah. Or ground up peanuts. Whoa, whoa, hold yeah, on. Me. No, when I say do you eat real peanut butter, I mean do you eat Jif? No. Or, oh, so you do yes. the natural peanut butter. Yeah. Gross. Yes, I agree, gross. So so we're Jif, Peter Pan guys. Hey, Dad and I are. Uh, you, you're a Peter natural Pan. peanut butter guy. So you have the issue, Borky, of when the, the peanut butter jar sits in the cabinet and you take the lid off, it's like, it's runny on top, right? 
It's like an oil slick on that thing. Have you seen the life hack? No. Natural peanut butter. If you will put the jar in the cabinet upside down, when you take it out and you turn it right side up and you take the lid off, it's the perfect because you got all the all the liquids on the bottom. You just scoop it just right out. It's the perfect life. amount of cream. You just creaminess. changed Borky's life. Oh man! Look at his, look at his face. He's and so I, happy you, right now. Hey, here, now you you may not try it if I tell you who I saw that from on Instagram. Oh, I don't care. Jordan Rogers. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> One bad experience doesn't change uh, how useful that sounds. I still use the, uh, the the peanut butter knife that were that were given to us, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. When we were at the trademark, you and I, Richard, was off that day, and and a, a Mississippi peanut oh, farmer oh. walked by, yes. and, and gave us some yes. some merch. And I still use that peanut butter knife, which is it's plastic. It's not a, a metal knife, but I still use that to this day. It's awesome. It yeah. actually works. We did get a big bunch of a peanut swag. I remember yeah. that. I, I still have the stress ball in my home office still. Yeah, it's it's in, it's in my um, it's my house. Like I know where it is. Hey, Lucas in Union has a question that you guys would be better suited to ask uh, answer than me. Do you guys know when football players in high school start getting stars? Is it going into their junior year after they go to camps? Is that when they start star-ranking players? It's, er- it's earlier than that. that, that there, there are star-rankings for, for 2026 kids right now. Yeah, not all of them, uh, but yes, they, they start ranking. The elite one, the yeah. ones that... Now, that's being said, they do have to go to some of those events and those kind of camps so people can see them. They're not just basically... You know, they're, 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 these guys aren't canvassing the country trying to find the hidden gems. But if, if you are an elite high school football player at, as a freshman... You will get a star ranking. Do they start with four and five stars for those guys, or do they have to work their way up? Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not probably not ranking a lot of twenty, a lot of freshmen and sophomore uh, three stars at this point. It's the top guys that are getting the, the star rankings right now. But but you could conceivably let let's say you perform at a really high level as a sophomore, a tenth grader. Mm-hmm. You could yeah. debut in a star ranking as either a four star or five star player. You could, absolutely. Okay. okay. There you go, Lucas. Hope that was the uh, answer that you were looking for. I didn't know the answer to that either. And Our they do change gurus had it. So if a player starts as like a two and then hits a growth spurt, as mid teenagers tend to do, mm-hmm. they can go up, and then other guys can fall back too. Yeah. So it's not static. Well, we had an example with, with Perkins, so, with Centurion Perkins in our state th- this year, right? I mean, he was a four-star for yeah. most of the year and has just continued to perform at such a high level. Everybody's like, he's eventually going to get his fifth star, and he finally did. So the class of 25 is rated on 24-7 right now. 26 is not. But they are they are fully rated with five-star, four-star kids, uh, 247 of them, the top 247. That does it for us on this Wednesday afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Coming up next, I know it's Wednesday because coming up next, Brian Haydad, Thunder and Lightning right here. Got the news, and then Haydad will take you until 7 o'clock. Good night.
Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services A Super Talk Mississippi media production.